Hello, everyone. Hello, you. Um, we have Lakeisha today as our, our guest interview, and I'm super excited to get into the topic. But today I'm doing things a little bit different. Normally, I have a little bit of a chat before the podcast starts, but this time I just wanted to pop it off and just get it going. So Lakeisha, as soon as you can hear me and see me, um, let us know that you are here. Hello. Hello. So excited to have you. Let me put my granny glasses on so I can see you. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. I just realized I'm like blending with the wall. You are. It's like you're being, this is a legit podcast. People won't even see you. Right? <laughs> it's mosaic. <laughs> so, you know, normally I do this little thing where we talk, but what I discovered is that when we are talking normally, the conversation is so much better than when I start pressing record. People get like their podcast voice and they're like, oh, hello, everyone. And so I was like, oh, shit, how do I stop that? Because <laughs> I do it too. Mm-hmm. So I am just going to basically start recording and then just do this, the thing that I do. And we'll just keep going from there. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this. All right, awesome. So this is what I take, everybody listening, um, thank you for being here. But this is what I typically do before recording. I would say, hey, nice to see you. How are you? We'll have a little bit of a, a chat. And then I say, the reason um, I'm doing this is because I want women to come together about things that are important to us. And I know our business is important, but I do a bunch of podcasts and they're all very sterile. They're all very like, oh, well, thank you for having me. And you're doing this whole little like pitch about your program, how awesome you are. But I really want conversations about things that are important. Like, so yes, we are business women, but like, that's not all that we are. And there's things that impact our business that are personal. Um, and I want to talk about those things <laughs> and gotcha. just be as real as possible. Um, so just gonna be raw right now and so this is the first time i'm doing it this way so thank you for tolerating my choppiness around it but to get you're so fun i love this concept yes like let's fucking go throw it out there okay so to get going i would love for you to tell us who you are and just keep it like just really short and then at the end I would hope that people stay on because we're super, super, super fun. And then I would like for you at the end to share with everybody how they can connect with you. And if you have any freebies or any awesome things, any good reasons why they want to connect with you. Um, and then we can do that at the end. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. So just tell us briefly who you are and why you're here. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Lakeisha. I'm here because I love to connect with awesome other women. And I'm just a girl from New York City who's exploring life and all that that has to offer. You're from New York City. I grew up partly in Buffalo. So I've been... Awesome! Yes, I've been to New York many times. Family there, right? You know, Puerto Ricans. So that's like Puerto Rico mm -hmm. too. <laughs> Puerto Rico number one is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico number two, New York City. 
<laughs> so I live in LA now and I'm like, we're the Puerto Ricans. Wait, you live in LA? Yeah. I live in LA. Oh my God. Where? We're New Yorkers from L. We're in LA from New York. I live in Inglewood. Okay, I just moved to Northridge. Okay. Oh, we're gonna connect. For sure. That's very exciting for me. Like I love Zoom and I love that, but like, let's have lunch. You know what I mean? Like that's definitely coffee. Okay. So, so exciting. Um, This is a perfect introduction. Tell me. And everybody listening, how you ended up in LA? Okay, so I grew up in like New York City, and I just remember like I don't like it here. I was like, this feels like the place that like everyone comes and they're just like, I have such good dreams, and they're like, you're from New York, and it was like so exciting. And I was like, no, it's cold, it's gloomy, they're rats. Like I'm not impressed. Like I love my city, but I'm like no. And I remember just like watching the hills and stuff growing up and I was like, okay, I need to get to LA. I need to be by the beach. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I gotta get out of here. And you know, it's interesting because Buffalo, you know, it's New York. So it is like gloomy and cold. Buffalo is extra cold. And mm-hmm. even going to New York, I remember even people from Buffalo, they're like, yeah, I'm going to New York City when I graduate. Like I was like, why? <laughs> It's just like lower New York. Like we're in upstate. That's just the same of down there. But I feel you. I feel like New York is this glam, this like this perspective. Probably the same thing that maybe someone growing up in LA may think like mm-hmm. LA is not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like this beautiful sunset, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, but I remember so many people wanting to like, I graduated and I'm, I'm going to New York. And I was like, why? It's, it's an exciting city and I do love it and I do love to visit, but I just couldn't see myself living there, mm-hmm. you know? And plus, you know, the climate. I was like, yeah. no. For sure. Go. I was like, I'm a beach girl. And even now, like when it's cold, people are like, aren't you used to this? You're from New York. I'm like, I'm, I'm barely from New York. I only <laughs> have the swagger of a New Yorker and everything, everything else has left. Okay, the accent's changing, all the things are changing. Yeah, right? You're just like, I suddenly like pink a little more. I don't know. It's growing Exactly. (laughs) And like, after, I even like moved to Mexico at one point, like lived in Mexico for two years. So I'm constant, I'm like, I am chasing the sun. Mm. Like, in LA, I'm a little disappointed because this gloomy weather. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's coming back. The sun's coming back. And when it's here, it's so beautiful. I know, and people, sure. even when people are like, um, oh my God, it's so cold, it's snowy. And I'm just like, I know it's 70. Can you believe it? Freezing. <laughs> Definitely. I was like, oh gosh, I can't believe we deal with this. It's so embarrassing. A jacket? <laughs> so embarrassing. We need to be like in tube tops all day long. Exactly. Well, that's so cool. It's so awesome to see um, a powerful woman of color just living the dream in LA. So how long have you been here? Um, this is my second time living in LA and I've been here for a year. Okay. Okay. I feel yeah. like LA is home. Even though like I moved out here in 2014. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. But like once I came here, I'm like, I think <laughs> I feel like I live here all my life. <laughs> I just owned it. 
I like it for sure. I still can't drive, so that's when like I'm still New York because then I'm like, yeah. oh, if you were truly from here, you would have been driving since you were like 12. Right. That's why you're gonna come over, and we're gonna learn how to drive. Right. The freeway is like so big here. I'm like, oh. yes. Yes, and I get it. It's a scary thing. Trust me, I've been driving for a long time, and I still like, you know, when I hit that jackpot, I'm getting myself a driver. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> I'll be in the back, just business all day. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, my Uber driver is my personal chauffeur. I just have to take all my stuff with me when I leave. Yeah. You're like, can I leave this in the trunk? I'm coming back. Exactly. For me. <laughs> can you be my personal <laughs> private driver? Exactly. Because I'm going to so need exciting. you again. <laughs> That's so exciting. But I do want to say that I love meeting people here in LA from the East Coast. I love it because we get it. We're just like, yeah, like we have that hustle spirit. But we learning to chill, like we're learning that LA like lean back lifestyle. Um, but I like my my East Coast sassiness, you know, like my Miami people, like my Washington DC people that um, mm-hmm. keep it real. Sure. And I like that part of the East Coast. I, I do I do find that um, people way 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 like nicer in L- in LA in the sense that they're just like slow. Everything's a little bit more laid back and. I'm just like, come on, I gotta go. Get out of the road. Do you still walk fast? Do I walk fast? Yeah. I think so. I don't do much walking anymore. Got it. Okay. I walk like so, and I'm like, girl, there is no rush. Like, there's like no time restraint on like when you have to get to Starbucks. Like, please slow down. (laughs) You're gonna be walking fast after you have some caffeine in you. Exactly. (laughs) Chill out. Like, it's okay. How did you end up in Mexico? Um, I did my, so I lived in LA. I moved here in like 2018 and I was trying to make friends and I couldn't figure out like how to make friends outside of school and a job. So I started taking yoga classes and I fell in love. And then I got an opportunity to do a yoga teacher training back in New York. So I went back to New York and then my yoga teacher was like, you look like you like to travel. I was like, I do. And she was like, do you know that like you can get paid to like teach yoga like at hotels and stuff just like all over the world and i was like seriously and she was like yeah that's what i do take notes exactly i didn't know that i was like okay so then um i started applying for yoga jobs like all over and i got accepted to a hotel in nicaragua and i was ready to go i started practicing my spanish again because i was like i got that broken spanish i was ready and then boom the pandemic hit the pandemic and I was just like, oh, you're not going anywhere. Okay. And I started just like meeting people on Facebook and this girl wrote a post and was like, who wants to travel the world with me? And I was like, shit, I do. And I was like, where are you? And she was like, oh, I'm in South Carolina. I was like, I'm in New York, but I'm getting ready to go to LA really quick. And she was like, I'm getting ready to go to LA too. And we both ended up in LA at the same time. We met and like talked for like two weeks. And I was like, okay, let's go. And we left. We went to Miami first just to see if it was a vibe. And then we did Mexico for two years. That's insane. So how much Spanish? How's your Spanish? What? Hablo un poquito español. Oh, qué bueno. Me gusta. 
that is so um, hot that is so hot sure. when people know like multiple languages especially when you spring it up on them like i'm like okay girl now the conversations <laughs> now i'm hot and bothered over here <laughs> for sure and it's weird because like i go out now and i'm like if someone like if i go to like a spanish restaurant like i must order in spanish like i must stay fresh i want you to know Yes. That I appreciate the language. Listen. And I'm not just like here for tacos. I'm no. Like, but the, the, um, the culture. Exactly. The whole experience. I love it. For sure. That's amazing. I have not gone to Mexico yet. Thinking about that, I might never get there if I don't renew my passport. So I mean, how, <laughs> right? You're like, like sometimes God's like, girl, you got to get some, some of your stuff. Like, get your passport. For sure. Get your passport. And then, you know, maybe Mexico is going to come knocking around. How about a sure. photo shoot in Mexico? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, literally, like, I have so many beautiful pictures from Mexico. And everyone's always like, but why Mexico? And I'm like, you don't get it. It's because you only go to Cancun. It's okay. <laughs> you don't know any better. I'm a local <laughs> I'm listening now. to the government. Like, <laughs> there's I'm so many dope Mexican cities. Mexican now. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's so exciting. Does your so so? I'm kind of getting the vibe that this journey of yoga was a big awakening into what's possible for you. Because I'm, honestly, I never even thought about that. Like how you can teach in hotels and they pay you probably stay in a room. Like what's up? Let's go. Yeah, they give you free room and board, full shebang that's really cool guys if you are listening and you are into yoga or anything that you can practice get on the phone start calling these hotels right selfless sure selfless and shameless uh, promoting and find your adventure this is really cool thanks for sharing that so we find ourselves in this beautiful place in LA Um, I want to talk about dreams because we're early in the year where people are still like, mm, checking my checklist. Um, my routine's on point, bitches, right? Like, <laughs> what is this year? What is this year? What's that big vision for you this year? And how are you going to get it done? Because I love the dreaming, but it's got to be some action and some like effort behind it. I know you are take you take action if you got to Mexico in two weeks and then lived there for two years. I know you take action. Sure. <laughs> so tell us about... <clears throat> all that stuff that I just asked. Mm-hmm. I'm a mute so one. right now I'm still in a place where I'm like in that winter and I'm just like, I'm still at rest, right? And I'm figuring out all the little nuances. And my year doesn't technically start for me until like the spring. Like when the sun is staying out past four o'clock, then it's like, it's go time. <laughs> I feel the same to you. I love that you said that. I'm like... Still feels like 2023, the tail end of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not over yet. Um, so I'm just like clearing away like any leftover like debris, any just like low vibrations so that when that solstice hits, it's go time. And I'm looking into hosting a retreat in Mexico um, towards the end of the year, which I'm really, really excited about. Because one of the things that I realized every single time I end up in a space where I am surrounded by other women who like have one center goal and like one intention, I just grow tremendously as a person. 
And like, I walk away from that experience with like new friends, a deeper insight and truly just like a deeper connection to self. And I want other women to have that experience, especially women of color. Especially women of color. Let's get on that topic. I love that. I think that one of the biggest, not issues, but like little snags that I saw, especially when I was doing more life coaching than, you know, kind of marketing and branding like I do now. I remember that feeling of just being in a room and just being like the only Puerto Rican girl, right? And then not wanting to play into a certain stereotype. I'm foul mouth. I'm sassy. I'm like hot tempered. <laughs> I, I'm always talking about sex. And then having to sometimes modulate that expression because I didn't want to fit into this, like, you know, Puerto Rican Latina character mm-hmm. in a sea of white girls. And I love them to death, but this is just the reality of the spaces I was in and finding harder a harder time to build that rapport because of something as I would say significant and significant right like our race our our ethnicity is not insignificant but it is in a sense that it shouldn't be significant and having that sometimes like a little bit of a culture shock I'll share a quick story I remember listening to um, a, a white coach and I think she's amazing I love her so I don't want people to think that I don't like her but I remember her talking about and I've shared this story before like she would like break into a hotel and pretend she was rich I was like yes and Puerto Rican I cannot go to the fucking Beverly and break into the pool are you crazy by the way I've been to the Beverly gotten a massage that my my sister bought me right that it's like it's money like a massage mm-hmm. was like four hundred dollars I was like why <laughs> like what are you doing are you gonna sprinkle me with gold what are you doing? They're diamonds in the oil. Mm-hmm. So like, I couldn't connect to that story because immediately my fears of my race, my ethnicity, not fitting in, played into that. So I couldn't even really get all the benefit from the playfulness of that story because then I was caught up in like, oh, that wouldn't work for me. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me about how that's worked into like yoga and all the things that you do as a woman of color. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I remember like (laughs) I had just moved to LA the first time and I heard that story and I was like, girl, there's, there's no way that like you're doing that. And I took that story to figure out like, how could I like maneuver around and like do that in a way that was comfortable for me. So, so I've always lived in the Valley, which is like, you know, separate from most of those things, right? And the Valley is fabulous. But I remember just wanting to be like around like that wealth and like that affluence. So I took her story and breaking in the hotel to just going to like coffee shops in different neighborhoods. So it's like, um, there's this coffee shop. um, I think it's like called Alfred or something like that. And I had saw it on TV before and I was like, oh, that looks so cute. And they have one in like Beverly Hills or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And I remember just like getting dressed up, like really cute and just like sitting in the coffee shop. And I was like, oh, I feel different. This doesn't feel like Starbucks. Like the coffee here costs a fortune. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm just starting in my business. I'm like, this is $6 so like, for like a tall. <laughs> You're like, I feel rich. I can yeah. tell this is different. <laughs> exactly. Like a pastry is going to like cost me, right? <laughs> 
But I remember just like the energy being different and I me feeling that. like I wanted to show up differently. And then I feel like the more I listened to other people, I, especially like white women, I was just like, okay, cool. Like how can we figure out how to make this work for you? Right. Which something that comes to mind is like the integrity to yourself, right? Mm. Because I'm very cautious because I know the power of our minds and the power of like how our minds like it could change life it could change reality it could create reality but it could just simply change our perspective of how we are experiencing something right it doesn't even have to be earth shattering something so chaotic or different or big it's just how we could sit through it right if we're uncomfortable yeah. in a in a rich environment and we're learning to acclimate to that then the baby steps that are required i was like i don't know breaking into anything but you know what's <laughs> funny i do have my own break-in story <clears throat> it's, it's not as bad um i would go to the ritz that is in marina del rey which is really close here to inglewood everybody don't come stop me and find where i live <laughs> inglewood pay her a visit right? <laughs> she's like mm, she talked about sentinella Hmm. Oh, that's that. <laughs> but I remember going to Marina del Rey. This is that that's the first place that I came here when I came to LA. Big mistake. It was like the most expensive place. I was like, why? But that's where I was. <clears throat> and I would um take as a photographer, I would take clients to the Ritz, right? Which is, you know, a high-end luxury hotel. And we would just enter and go like we'll go in and to the side. And um, going to their, their yard, their yard part, it had a gazebo, it had a pool, it had like bars, and it had a really beautiful like outdoorsy environment. And I'll just shoot pictures there, right? My clients at the time, because right now I do like branding, but at that time, let me tell you, when you come to LA and you're, you know, you're trying to survive with the expensive, you do a lot of work. So I was mm -hmm. shooting headshots for dating profiles. So I would get these women that had like had money. I was like, they can't come to my house to shoot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Had a little bit of money. And they also wanted to project that that image in their dating profile. Like, hey, and they were older. They weren't like, you know, 22. Selfies weren't even that big of a deal. And even if people were taking selfies, they were so bad. Like, for sure. Like, you're not getting a date with this photo. So <laughs> I was doing a lot of those. And I would take these women. They were white women who was in this environment. And it was and it was interesting because of being in that environment does actually change and shift you. It helps you see money as not that big a deal, even if you're not ready to like, you know, get a five thousand dollar room night. I was like, Ooh, and I wonder when I'll be able to do that. Not today. Today we're just gonna shoot in the backyard. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but I totally get what you mean. That concept of like putting yourself safely within your perspective within what you know you can do so you can calibrate to that higher perspective of like okay this is what this is what I aspire to have and be anyways let me just put myself in those places mm -hmm. that's a really good tip sure. y'all there's two really good tips already I have some nice fun <laughs> coffee save your money for the week so you can get yourself coffee and that really helps yeah And then it's what you said about like making the money, right? So it's like, I would go to this coffee shop and I, I do like Oracle cards and stuff. And I would just put my cards on the table. And then like, I remember going live and I would just like pull cards live. 
on Instagram and then I'm always someone will walk up to me and be like, oh, do you do readings? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, can you do a reading for me? Like, I'll pay you right now. Like, oh, because I'm going through like such and such and such. And then I was just like, boom. I just made like three times the amount of everything that I just spent to get all the way over here because I don't drive. And it's just like, oh, perfect. So from there, it was just like, oh, these people have like no issue paying me right now. Hmm. They had no idea that like they were going to get a reading, that anything was about to change in their day. But here they are and they're just like ready to pay. So I feel like in going to the coffee shop, it taught me that like literally just like changing your environment and changing your perspective around certain things can literally just like change so much of your life. Because I started making money like so quickly just by getting out of my comfort zone. Then that's beautiful because you got out of your comfort zone, but you didn't stretch yourself to a point where, like, where I feel like a band aid, oh, not a band aid, like a rubber band where you're stretching, but you didn't mm-hmm. stretch it past the point where you're gonna break, right? There's a breaking point where you're just like, okay, I like went down the deep end and that's not gonna work. It just like throws your nervous system out of whack and you're not in a receptive mode. So you're just like, look, I put myself in a nice coffee place, I, I treated it like an investment. And I, I don't know if you did it intentionally or not, but you weren't probably expecting that people were going to always do a reading until it started to happen, right? You put mm-hmm. yourself in that environment. And so I think that's a really cool story. Kids, take notes. <laughs> take notes. There's two really good notes in here. Um, For sure. That's so I, re- cool. I went to Venice Beach and I remember seeing like someone there with like a table and their cards and stuff. And I was like, this isn't the vibe for me. No. Yeah, and then that, and I was like, it was home, like doing at the coffee shop. Yeah, like, that Venice like, could be like, <laughs> I'm scared. It's getting like, dark. No, this isn't my ideal clientele. Like, nope. Let's go to the coffee shop and do the same thing. Yes, right, right. This is a really good lesson as far as marketing. Guys, take notes. I was recently in a marketing training, and it's like um, the guy was saying, "Like, who got my money?" And I love that because. It, first of all, understanding that money is always going to come through people, right? So you don't have to stop, to stop feeling afraid of like the people moving that money through their hands into yours, like you're taking something. Um, and so kind of it's like a funny way of like, who's got my money? Who's got it's always going to come from someone. No one's ever going to just find a pile of $10 million on the ground. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you do, don't tell anybody, <laughs> please. I do this little project with people just to find out where their money meter is at. And I did it with my mom, right? You know, I don't consult with her. She's like a really good one. And I was like, mom, keep this. Imagine you open your door. You're praying to God, right? She's very Christian. And I'm more metaphysical. I've moved away into like a a more spiritual perspective. Yeah. I was like, okay, so... You've been praying to God for money. Like, my money, I want 10 grand money, and I believe you, and I have faith. And then you wake up one day, and you open the door, and right at your doorstep is $10,000 cash. What do you do? Do you take it? And she's like, oh, my God, that belongs to the mob. They're going to come, and they're going to kill me. And I was like, (laughs) And that led me to understand something that feels impossible for her that that god would just give her money mm-hmm. yet that's kind of the perspective that everybody has on manifestation 
everybody thinks like I'm gonna wake up my bank account's gonna be like boom 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 seven zeros let's go and it forget that you like it's coming from people from all mm-hmm. people so as soon as we get in this playful uh, place like who's got my money I have somebody's money you know what I'm saying all the money in my bank account towards that I want to spend on cameras on coffee that's for somebody that's somebody's money that's not even my money so it's okay like we we gotta like lose our attachment to like just having money we need to use money you know mm-hmm. um so he was saying like oh you gotta who's got my money who's got my money and that you perfectly explained it you're like i went to venice and for those who you uh of you who don't know um la sucks to be you get out here <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is where you want to be but also venice is a place that you may have seen in movies of like what the California like beach and you may have seen like a girl in rollerblades like down yeah, Venice. Yeah, like Barbie right? is Venice. Venice, right. <laughs> in like, the Barbie movie, they're like going down Venice. Yeah, and they have their like um ear pods in, they're in a bikini, they're hot, like that Baywatch type of vibe. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what but that's not what Venice is. There's pockets like that. Venice has uh um a little bit of a homeless problem, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and those people, they, you know, they do their best to survive. Um, I, I think it's hilarious. I'm not making fun of homeless people, but I do think because you see some really cool stuff like entertainers, dancers, break dancers. And so you see people in using their gifts to hustle to probably just grab lunch. Um, but you mm-hmm. said something really pivotal. That's not where my client is. You know, that's not where I need to be positioning myself to attract the type of people so i always feel like metaphysical spiritual people that we forget that we have to be sound business people not just spiritual right we use mm-hmm. that spirituality to pull down those amazing ideas but like we have to have a sound business right here in the world like you know you cannot be reading cards at a place that doesn't have your clientele that's a big waste of time for you in the sense that you can be practicing your tarot in your environment that has the clientele and i call this um get paid to practice right like you don't have to practice broke people all the time Mm -hmm. doctors doctors practice and get paid right sure do (laughs) top dollar hey a plastic surgeon in la getting them boobies done it could be his first time. He's still gonna charge you 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Because you can answer a, a, a um, you know, a need in the market. You just go to where that need is and that aligns with your business. So I love that you share that. So what's um so the big plan for 2024 is you're just still still in that in that seedling, growing those roots. Mm-hmm. Oh, getting really like yeah. spreading out deep into the into the ground um and then sure. starting your that peak of that leaf right around springtime so what's mm-hmm. exciting about what's happening in the springtime that we can look forward to I'm gonna drop um my program Conceited Bitch which I just it's my baby and just gearing up to focus more on sex and pleasure I was so excited. That's really exciting, girl. Grow them roots. Yes. Exciting. Um, I would For love sure. to have you back on when you're ready to promote that. We can talk more about mm-hmm. it. What what led you into that direction? Yoga. 
For sure. And it's wild because I took yoga as an elective in high school and I absolutely could care less. I was like, this is just an easy grade. Like, whatever. I want to be on the, like, I want to be in the gym with the boys and I want to watch them play basketball. And I do not want to be doing yoga. <laughs> Because I'm from New York. Right, exactly. I'm from New York City. Not from LA. <laughs> exactly. So um, from from the yoga practice, um, I I went to a yoga class and they were um, it was like two hours or whatever. And it was like this event. And I was like, okay, cool. Two hours. I've never done yoga for two hours. It sounds really intense. And I like, my mind was working like a mile a minute. And I remember the woman just like coming over and just like putting her hand on my head. And she was just like, just relax. And it was just like, boom. It was like <laughs> my entire body just like sank into the mat. And I was like, this woman is doing voodoo. <laughs> I've never been more present in my life. And that yoga session was by far the most like orgasmic thing. I literally had an orgasm from being in the class. And I was like, oh, I have to figure out how to incorporate this in my life. Energy orgasms are the shit. For sure. Something new, I'm like, oh, multiple orgasms got nothing. And multiple orgasms are next level. Mm -hmm. Not easy, that's next level. But energy orgasms, oh man. Oh man, and you only know if you know. Like, exactly. like whatever. And you and I, because we've had them, we're like, oh no, you have no idea. Right? Like, yeah. I seriously had a whole out of body experience and a whole full body energy orgasm. It's hard to describe because you're just like, there's a hotness to it, there's like a sex, mm -hmm. actual physical orgasm to it, but it's so big. It's like every part of your body is having an orgasm. Am I describing this? Yeah, correct. And you're just like tingling and it's just like, it's so yummy. So yummy. I want one right now. Like, <laughs> you're like, uh, after this call, you know what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> about to do some yoga. <laughs> and then I feel like I kind of just like went on a mission to figure out like how I can continue to do it. So like it started happening from like tapping and hypnosis and then breath work. And I was just like, okay, the people need this. Oh, the people need this. The people need this. This is when you know that it is, it, it is a godly thing. I say, I think healing sexuality for women is pivotal. It's so freaking complex and so abused and so crazy. Um, but I feel... My personal opinion about why men are better at making money than women is because they're not sexually repressed. Mm -hmm. And that sexual repression and that rejection of that part of us that most of us as women have had to do to protect ourselves from unwanted sexual attention and advances or trauma and a number of things or just societal, you know, norms like having an energy orgasm where you finally understand how delicious your body is in a spiritual context it is the most pivotal it would change your fucking life forever like i could never forget that moment it's so impactful that i'm fired up right now like <laughs> everybody needs to be out at a body orgasmic like everybody so this is an incredible 
opportunity for you to help and share that with people. Um, I'm really curious about it. So please, I'm going to keep my eye on you, but also let me know when everything's ready to pop off. We'll yeah, for call. sure. We'll do another call and um, cannot wait. That's just so exciting. For sure. And it's wild to me, like how much like people truly don't understand like the energetics of things. Like, are you on TikTok? I am not, but I mean, okay. I get on there. Well, you oh, need okay. to get on TikTok because like okay. the people are they're thriving there, right? So I did a video about, um, it's like the end of the year, right? And I, I teach women, like, we must clean our energy, we must clear our womb. Because um, it isn't just about, like, oh, I'm going to leave this job, or, like, I'm going to move. Like, physically, on a cellular level, <laughs> we need to be changing our structure as we move into the new year, right? So it's like, I did a video about clearing your womb, and I got 7 million views on TikTok. Are you... You see, but this is like, no, it's alignment. Like how, you know, you can't plan to go viral, right? Mm-hmm. You, do, you do the work that's your divine mission. You do what you know you need to do. And like, I, I say, God, the universe, they, it really does the heavy lifting. It really, I For mean, sure. you didn't conceive that that would have happened. No, it was, ran- it was so random. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I applaud from you. There, um, like- I applaud you on following that intuitive prompting to just do these things, you know? Yeah. And I remember just like, oh, like, I'm getting ready to do mine. So, like, let me just record a snippet of it and just, like, post it or whatever. And then I went back to my practice and I came back. And within a day, I had a million views. And I was like, holy crap. And I was like, okay, well, we got to get ready because, like, the people don't understand. (laughs) So the comments are going to be wild. And there were tons of crazy comments. I'm just like, what is this? I was stitched so many freaking times. It's not even funny. But the amount of people that were just like, okay, but tell me more. Mm-hmm. But tell me more. Like, where can I pay you? Like, where? And literally, that burst like a whole separate training. It's, it's like something so I wasn't even thinking. Incredible about. to be in alignment and to do the work that is in front of you to do. Um, it is so needed. I, for a few years, I've had a class on Udemy, which is, if you guys don't know, it's like almost like a networking place for courses and programs, right? Like you can buy them at low low cost. And it was on how to use sexual energy to manifest is my best class till this day. But I had to, because it's an intro class and it's low ticket and and it's, it's, it's meant to be like an introduction also, there's a lot of things you can't say around sexuality on social media, on different platforms. They have a whole rules like don't talk about this. And I saw a lot of sexual um, courses take, taken off. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, and I saw that. So my content had to be really intentional in what I was saying, but almost a little, a little mysterious, right? Like I'm talking a mm-hmm. ton about of like sexual energy without talking about like orgasm or not being too explicit because I want to make sure that it gets to people but those are another thing like there's a lot of barriers with the things that in the in the sexual sense that we can say meanwhile people are twerking (laughs) the twerk is out of control but you know what I'm saying um you know the the power and the the need that people have for that type of information and for what that does because I like target women specifically women of color I think is so much more important I think women of color get hypersexualized for sure 
And so then we are like doing things with that energy in a way that's destructive when it could just be so, I'm telling you, so delicious, those energy orgasms. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pop on a meditation right after this. I'm gonna be like, excuse me world, uh, handle business. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so important. Okay, so we're getting close to the end. So this is an opportunity, we kind of already started talking about it. And this is what I love about having a more organic conversation where we just start talking and it's just gonna naturally lead into what we do because this is our life. Like I, you saw how many times I talked about marketing and photography. That's what I do. There's no way I'll yeah. have a conversation with you without t- talking about those things. It's part of my life. But the pitching, the, my coach calls it pitch slapping. Like we have to be women that give each other the, the respect of treating each other like adults and, and saying like, hey, if you want to know more about me, I know you could Google. I know you can search. I personally, when I find something that I like, I'm going to find everything about that. I'll be like, <laughs> boom, I'm going to read all your posts. I'm already going to figure out, I'm already going to like you and I'm already going to go dig in, right? So we don't have to curse and convince or even tell anybody like, hey, please follow me. No, you know, guys, this is a powerful woman that you want to follow. And this, this conversation doesn't get you lit up then, you know, you don't belong in her program. So Simple Pimple. Facts. How is, how <laughs> I love Simple you. Pimple. I love that. I got, I picked it up from another coach and it's never left. So I'm, I'm passing it forward, you know, and my husband hates it. He's just like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, it's a bad habit. Lakeisha, tell us how we can find you. How do we get, do you have a waiting list? What can we, how do we stay connected with you? So we are already experiencing all that juiciness before all your amazing content drops out. Mm -hmm. So drops. Bye. (laughs) You can uh, check me out at LakeishaCorba.com on Instagram, on TikTok at Coach Lakeisha. And I do have a waiting list to join Conceited Bitch because the type of women that are ready for this type of program like there's there's some pre-work that needs to get done so there's a waiting list mm-hmm. for that where literally i begin to just like send you that juiciness to begin to bring you yes. into that energy so that you can ascend to yes. have that you beautiful open- cosmic experience yes you're welcome in openings it requires a lot of trust a mm-hmm. lot of trust for these experiences to be happening um for sure so- Guys, at the end of the show or at the summary of the show, you're going to be able to just simply click. She's going to send me everything. Um, is there anything last, any last things that you want anyone to hear um, in particular to the things that we're talking about, being a woman of color, um, traveling, you know, following the yoga? And I want to I want to add a quick story. I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget. So remember how you said like yoga? Who cares? No big deal. Yoga. Like mm-hmm. in school, was it that you took a class? Yeah. So I took a photography class when I was 12. And I was like, this is not the dream. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I did it. I was an artist. So I painted, I drew and photography was like another medium. And I like went for like, I went for so many other careers. Like I tried fashion design and because I can draw and I for sure thought I was going to love it. I get into the same program and I'm like, this is not the dream. But I still like fashion and I started getting into photography. But I remember being 12 years old and it did not 
it wasn't like um like a earth shattering revelation like this is your gift right mm-hmm. and i had another coach recently saying um i saw her post and she's like if you're expecting like all this smoke up your skirt and all these feelings about the thing you're meant to do that's not how it feels for you for you it just feels like like okay this is what i do it doesn't feel but it that's that's why it's your genius because it's so close to you that it doesn't even feel like a big deal yet it's the vehicle in which has delivered you into all these other things that now you know create this bubble of your experience and how you help women and the reason you do it and how you do it so it's changed your life and it's going to change so many people's lives and that's what i do with photography and i was like oh my god i didn't think photography that was a big deal photography put me on um billboards cover of magazines like magazines i never like the like why would i have an advertisement in vogue magazine right well my advertisements have been in places like that or for target for dillard's and i was like yeah fuck that feels like a big deal but that was my life mm-hmm. but it wasn't a big deal to take photos it's what i do Mm-hmm. right so that 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 simplicity of like how something may not feel like a big deal so if you're listening i want you to hear this very profoundly the thing that could possibly propel you into your highest mission may not feel like that big of a deal right but it, it's your vehicle and how you get to to change the world in your own way Thank you so for much. Sure. For and I feel like I just want to add like, Jeremy. and it's it's going to be just like a little nugget that's like dropped, right? Like I remember just like going for a walk and then just like, oh, I live next to a yoga studio. Seeing tons of people walk out and I was like, we should go to yoga. <laughs> and then I was like, randomly one day teacher is like, oh, you like to travel? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, it just, it, it just kept building and building. And just like you said like it isn't always going to be like some grand thing it was just this impulse that i had to follow that felt normal felt like a regular day like felt like a good but idea but literally like, changed my entire life yeah yeah and i i love i love the work that you're getting into because when i first discovered that whole uh, um the energetics of orgasms and sexuality i was afraid to share it with people I was like, ooh, I've always been the weirdo. This is going to put me up right up there. <laughs> like this. <clears throat> I manifested so many things through that. Um, and I remember trying to tell people about it and getting my post flagged and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, this is not the thing. And now I just simply incorporate it into the things that I do. It's It doesn't seem like it's like that, but it's, it's there. I'm like, curriculum, this one goes there. Like it has to go there. <laughs> Like, how could you not live? For sure. I appreciate that. I appreciate sharing your story where, because for me, then I don't feel so crazy. Like, seriously. Like, I, Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. This energy orgasm thing. This is, this is a secret. Yeah. Legit. Definitely. And like, the more people find out, like, the better. Mm. Ah, I always say that a successful woman is well fucked, right? But now you don't even need the man. Just. I know. Just this came to me when I was like in the, the midst of celibacy. Here you go. So it's like, wait. And it's not as, um, as it, it's, I think that sexuality gets really perverse, but it's really not that weird. 
um, at all, especially when you like understand and integrate it. It's like it's part of a holistic lifestyle where every single part of you gets the same level of ascension, right? Like we ascend like in our spiritual practices and in our marketing. And why doesn't this thing get to be, you know, kind of treated as special as anything else, as important as anything else, especially for women, especially for women of color who sometimes we're over-sexualized. And so then we don't even know, know what to do with it in a way that feels expansive and not just like, you know, like a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm kidding, you guys. It's been great having a conversation with Lakeisha. Lakeisha, do you have anything else that you want to add before we hop off? Um, I would like to give everyone, if you join my email list, a womb meditation to just like help you get started on reconnecting into the body. So I'll send that to you as well. Awesome, you guys. So you heard it here. Please stay in contact with her. I know that I will. And we're going to be talking <laughs> about those e, uh, those energetic <laughs> orgasms that are so powerful. And I am so grateful, so, so grateful that you're here, that you stayed all the way to the end. It was a worthwhile conversation. And I'll see you again on our next episode. Bye. Bye.